Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And boy, howdy was it ever. Hey. Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, Bunker to Francis here. Yes, I am. And in Los Angeles, Todd Roberts. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. That could be a law firm, you, you know. Yeah, howdy, howdy, and howdy. <laughs> And, and your new partner, Duty. Duty. <laughs> uh, all righty then. You said duty. Uh, 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 duty. <laughs> hey, you know, I was just thinking when you, you talk about, because, you know, our theme today, yeah. nobody quotes lawyers, but they quote cowboys. The only lawyer quote I can remember, and I don't even know if it was a lawyer quote, if the shoe fits, if the glove fits, you must convey. Oh, that's O.J., yeah. Yeah, for the O.J. Was, uh, what's his name? I don't remember. Was the that black, a, was that a lawyer? Yeah. yeah. Johnny Lee Cochran. Okay. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. Okay. <laughs> See, I got it all hey, twisted around. Yeah, well, it worked. But anyway. We, we got it out. See, there you go. But yeah, Cowboys are a quotable lot. It is our movie Saturday program, and by golly, we are doing movie quotes. Yes, we are. You can quote me on that one. And you, yes, you may quote all of us on that one. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to get to before we well, get started? Well, yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, I do. I just want to touch on, because birthdays are important. It's remembering people that were important to us in the movies or maybe other places. But uh, born on the 29th, that's today. Yes. In 1920, was Rudy Acosta. Ah, Good old Rudy. I, he was a great, wonderful man. I love him. And on, on uh, the same Vaquero. day... Vaquero. Vaquero from the High Chaparral. one of the best in, Indians in the movies ever. And, yes. You know, he was actually an Indio. So was, you know, and he's so movie. easy to spot in uh, a lot of the movies. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, he may not have that big of a credit, but he's sure easy to spot. Oh, yeah. If you're a High Chaparral watcher, and of course we all are. Yeah, you better be. <laughs> if you are, you turn in your cowboy hat. Yeah, thank you. You're not, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, born in 1893, Charles, but nobody called him that, Slim Whitaker. Ah. Yeah. Well, there's there's, there's a henchman. Yeah, there's a henchman. There's a guy that rode out of the northern California on horseback from way up north of Sacramento down to Hollywood and became a movie cowboy, a movie henchman. He, he rode out, rode down, had his, had his, uh, his back in his gun, and, and uh, it rode up to the producer and said, "I'm Slim. I'm going to make a movie with you." And Dex Cooper, <laughs> and I can't remember who the third guy. The three of them, they were all partners, oh, really? buddies on a ranch up there, ah. and you know, they, the branch had sold out, and so they some Eastern outfit. Oh, well, darn! Tex Cooper is. Uh, if you look at a picture of Colonel Sanders. Tex Cooper is like a spitting image, and maybe Sanders took that image uh, uh, from Tex Cooper because well, he—I mean, you know—he he didn't have a whole lot of parts. He mostly bit parts. He did silence, but he did uh, stunt work. Uh, and he double Gary Cooper. He, yeah. So good you know. career. And then. Now this this guy he's just a, he's just a pup compared to them. He was born on the thirty first of okay. July. Yep. And that's Michael Bean, who was uh, Ringo and Tombstone and Chris and the Magnificent Seven TV series. And then just as a reminder, here in Arizona, uh, Tuesday, August first, vote. It's our duty. And I hope you didn't go and mail it in, but waited and went down, to, like I do, go down and do it in person. That drives them nuts. And I didn't have that. So that's all. I, oh, I got one other thing here to share with you. You know, we always talk about movies, and I showed Harry this, and he thought it was wonderful, and I think it's wonderful. And I'll just read the, the, the lead into it. An 18th century movie dusted off. That's 1700s. 17, and it's not talking about a movie about that period. Yeah. It's talked about that period. Yeah. And what it is, there was a, a 12 foot long transparent drawing by a, uh, a fellow named Louis Carogis, also known as Carmontel, and it was called Figures Walking in a Parkland. And what it was, it was a transparency. And I saw, I watched it, or not watched it, I saw it on, on the computer here uh, Wednesday. But it was in a box, backlit, and you cranked it through there, and you would 
literally, it was a moving picture. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what's the definition of a movie? It's a moving picture. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess technically, well, we got to look for 17th century westerns. <laughs> and I'm sure there were some. <laughs> and if anyone's going to find them, it's going to be Bunker to France. Yeah. Oh, and just to folks understand what our show today is about, we're doing uh, movie quotes from westerns, but we're also doing. The lot, some of the lines and some of them that lead into the quote, mm-hmm. because sometimes it makes a whole heck of a lot more sense when you when you hear the contents. And I've got one here just as an example, and then we'll jump in. It's from The Outlaw, 1943. Jack Butel is playing Billy the Kid. Thomas Mitchell is Pat Garrett. And they're, they're standing there over Doc Holliday, who Pat has just killed. I always thought it was fascinating that Pat Garrett killed uh, Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. It, it's anyhow, in the history books. Anyhow, Billy <laughs> the Kid goes, well, go ahead. Pat Garrett, go ahead what? Aren't you going to say something over Doc? I don't know what to say. I've never said anything over anybody I killed before. <laughs> I think you ought to say something over Doc. Uh, you better do it. So long, Doc. There you go. <laughs> Well, here, here's one from uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, 1976 movie uh, from Clint Eastwood, and his character Josie Wales is challenged to a duel, and this particular line perfectly captures the tension and the bravado of the Western genre, and Clint says, you going to pull those pistols or whistle Dixie? <laughs> <laughs> also in that film, he, <coughs> Bounty Hunter's, uh, they're looking at him. They leave the bar, and one comes back in and says, uh, "Ain't you Josie Wells?" He says, uh, uh, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, you know, uh, probably got a draw on you." He <laughs> says, "You a bounty hunter?" He goes, uh, "You gotta make a living somehow." <laughs> Josie Wells, uh, Clint Eastwood says, "Dying ain't much way of making a living." <laughs> Well, here's a Tom Mick quote for me. This is not from a movie. This is just an actual quote, him talking about the movies. The Old West is not a certain place in a certain time. It is a state of mind. It's whatever you want it to be. There you go. I like that one. There you go, yeah. 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 We're going to take turns. So I've got a few. I, I got a list of quotes here. Okay. I'll start off with maybe just the first two. Okay. I think there's nine. All right. My uh, cowboy words of wisdom, gentlemen. Hey. Never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. Oh. <laughs> Even with a pointy boot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Number two is always drink upstream from the herd. Uh, yep. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Unless you want to drink lumpy water. <laughs> well, I never work. drop your gun. To hug a grizzly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's one for you. This is from Red River, 1948. And Harry Carey, as Mr. Melville, is talking to John Ireland, Cherry Valance. Mr. Melville, you know that young man isn't going to use his gun, don't you? Yeah, but I haven't got any such notion. (laughs) There's a quote from uh, the Wild Bill movie that uh, starred uh, Bridges, uh, Jeff Bridges. And uh, he's sitting in the bar, uh, drinking, playing cards. And the little boy comes into the uh, into the saloon, says, Mr. Hickok, Mr. Hickok. Yeah? There's a man out there. He says all, all kinds of things. He called you. Well, I can't say those things. And he says, so what did he say? He said, you molested a horse. Stops a moment and thinks, did he say what horse? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here's a William S. Hart quote from 1922. And this is talking about himself. I am not a rich man, but I have enough to... Well, this is for you too, by the way, Todd. I am not a rich man, but I have enough to quit if I wanted to do so. I have enough to provide the needs and necessities and a few of the luxuries of life by once or few, but I love work and I love Western pictures. Moreover, 
I am an avowed rival of everyone who likes my Western pictures because I like them too. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you you bring him up because I have my his calendar right here beside me uh, <laughs> at my at my you know in my house and. Uh, you know, he he talking about he has enough money to take care of, you know, his needs and desires. He also took care of his sister, Mary Ellen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lived with him all of his life and her life. And uh, until she passed, he, he always felt guilty because she had had a back injury while he was driving a car. And they went over a bump. Her She got thrown up hit her head on the ceiling of the car, on mm. you know, and uh, had a neck injury and always was, you know, spent a lot of time in a wheelchair, mm. especially as she got older, and he took care of her, and uh, he was a, he was the real deal. He really was. A lot of those guys were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Fistful of dollars from 1964. My mistake, four coffins. Mm, I got that one in too. Okay, I, w- I want to go back over the Josie Wales thing that yep. Todd did. Uh, you know, it's, uh, the bounty hunter, the first bounty hunter is John Davis Chandler. And he walks into the room and he goes, You're wanted, Wales. Reckon I'm right popular. You a bounty hunter? A man's got to do something for a living these days. Dying ain't much of a living, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that uh, uh, that quote also, not that quote per se, but it comes around in it, from uh, Lonesome Dove, and I don't know which one of them said it, but it's not dying I'm talking about, it's living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a Hoot Gibson yeah. quote. Uh, and this is for you, Harry. Oh, all right. This is Hoot Gibson. It's talking... This is him talking about his career when he first started out. I hired out to be an Indian in the morning, then turned cowboy and chased myself all afternoon. They paid five dollars a day and two fifty extra to fall off a horse. Make it ten dollars and I'd let him, the horse, kick me to death. That sounds like the Bunker to France story. <laughs> I, I was three guys, he was only two. That's good. That's a good quote. What else you got, Todd? Well, uh, I always love uh, um, I always love uh, <coughs> the uh, uh, the quote in my darling Clementine uh, Henry Fonda uh, after he discovers his brother James has been murdered, he rides back to town and he knocks on the door of the mayor's uh, hotel room basically he lives in a boarding house and he answers the door in a in a nightshirt and he's got a lantern and he says that marshalling job still open he says sure is he goes who runs the cattle in this town and he said the, uh, the Clantons he said who runs the gambling he says Doc Holliday alright my brothers and my deputies and he walks out and as he's leaving he's now in that hotel and he's leaving he's going down the stairs and here the doors bust open and there's wind and rain and it's a whole Clanton land (laughs) Walter Brennan as old man Clanton steps in and they lock eyes and of course Henry Fonda's white herb knows that it's the Clantons who killed his brother and stole the cattle Right. and he howdy Mr. Clanton and he goes, uh, fellow with the trail herd. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, how'd you make out? I didn't. They were stolen. He goes, oh, you be moving on to California? He says, no, I'm thinking about getting me a job. And Clinton says, oh, a job? What? Ow, doing what? He says, marshalling. He says, marshalling? In Tombstone? Well, good luck to you. Uh, 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 your name again? He says, Earp. Wyatt Earp. And all five of them just go stone cold with an oh shit. <laughs> and that's, if, if we believe 
the accuracy of the Wyatt Earp television series with uh, with uh, Wyatt Earp, with, 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 with uh, Hugh O'Brien. Hugh O'Brien. The Clantons. He had business with the Clantons while in Kansas, still in Kansas. Oh, that was definitely, definitely historically accurate. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, uh, no. You know, you always see the hills of Kansas there as well. You know, it strangely looks like uh, Lone Pine, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the nice thing about Kansas; it's very flexible. <laughs> very flexible. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here, this. This is one. This is for you, Harry. All right. This is from a George O'Brien movie, but it, this is quote has nothing to do with George O'Brien. It's Roy Barcroft uh-huh. as Dude Elliot, and Carl Stockday is Charlie Late, who uh, Charlie is a is a guy that works. Mm-hmm. He runs the stage and he works for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roy says that mail contract is worth fifteen thousand dollars. I can afford to be generous and. Uh, Charlie, he goes, I haven't noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> you notice how, how henchmen have the best lines? Oh, they do. I mean, I'm yeah. They just plumb do. Uh, lead, lead from uh, Rooster Cogger, uh, Cogburn from 1975. Female lead, uh, uh, Eula Goodnight, otherwise known as Catherine Hepburn. I know enough about men to steer clear of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, now on that one, we're going to take our very first commercial Steer clear break. clear to a commercial. Steer clear to a commercial. Right here on Emil Francie's Voices of the West, Movie Saturday, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts of the White Stallion Ranch. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank of Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. What happened to you? Oh, we was having an argument with one of them cow-stealing nesters when a couple of fellows in the store jumped us from behind. Who were they? I don't know. Never saw them before. More settlers, I suppose. They're coming in like grasshoppers. This is the Voices of the West. I hear me ecstatic on my radio. 
Scott Abel, Francie's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles, Movie Saturday. Topic is uh, movie quotes. Todd, I played that one for you there. Uh, the great well, Dwight Yoko, great Dwight Yoakam, with the with the equally great Blanco Jimenez on the squeeze box there. Yes, Carmelita. Yeah. there, yeah. Uh huh. My favorite Dwight Yoakam album is Buenas Noches from a Lonely Room. <laughs> yeah. I can't get much sadder than that. Or my other favorite one. I won't feel any pain when I fall from this barstool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, God, he's you so know, I, good. I didn't, I didn't realize, but, you know, when you put a, a little clip yeah. there from the movie, yeah. we've been doing quotes for, for as long as we've been doing the we, show and didn't even know it. We've been doing tons of quotes, and uh, that particular quote came from, I don't know, what remember what movie, but uh, a good movie. it was a good one because otherwise it wouldn't have been there. That's right. And, you know, you find a lot of the best, I think... A, a lot of the best quotes from the B's mm-hmm. versus the A's. Not to say I'm not ragging down on the A movies at all because I love some many, so many of them. But I'm really a B fan, man. Oh yeah, and you know it's like if you're the, the A's are have a tendency to be more serious. Yeah. Or you know or, or yeah make you think. Yeah. Whereas the B's, you know, a lot of them are they're just there for the chuckle and the action. Like yeah. we watched. We're watching the uh, uh, Three Mosquitoes in order, mm-hmm. all, all of their movies in order. And so last night was number two, which is Gold, uh, Ghost Town Gold. And, I mean, silly movie. Lots of action. Mm-hmm. Charlie King is in it. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it was just, it, this was the first one where uh, Terhune, Max Terhune is in it and, yeah. and acquires Elmer. And uh, so, you know, a little bit of history there. So well, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's like that uh, Hoot Gibson one. Uh, what was it? Challenge in the West? Cavalcade of the West. No, no not no. Uh, uh, Clearing the Range. Clearing, clearing, clearing the, the Range. That's a funny movie. A Hoot Gibson movie is worth watching because it has it, some of the greatest lines, and they're all just pretty much throwaway, and they're all pretty much Hoot just straight and deadpan. They're... There are a lot of hoots. <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of hoot without a hoot. hoot. All right, Brian Danahy as Sheriff Cobb in Silverado, the 1985 movie said, "We'll give you a fair trial," followed by a first-class hanging. Hanging. <laughs> well, I got a Tim McCoy quote here. All right, and I thought this is interesting because this really, you know, we when we talk about the horse, we. You know, nowadays we kind of get a little misty-eyed mm-hmm. and sentimental. And the old-time cowboys, which I grew up around, weren't like that. The horse was a tool. Yeah, and this is his quote. I've never been sentimental about my horse. A horse doesn't give a damn about you. If you want to know the truth, horses are dumb. <laughs> and that's the way a lot of cowboys looked at it. You know, it what it what you know the horse whispering and all that stuff just didn't happen. It happened among the Spaniards because yeah. their approach to horses was long term. They started working them when they were colts mm-hmm. or fillies, you know, and they worked it and they would actually literally some of them would grow up with a horse. Don't pass that quote on to Mr. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go uh, on, Wilbur. Ah, uh, Miss Wilbur. <laughs> He owed it me good. Uh, probably the most famous quote from uh, the movie Tombstone, 1993, comes from Doc Holliday, and that's uh, Val Kilmer. And uh, he says, I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> now, a lot of people probably don't know what a huckleberry is. It makes great pie. That is the handle on the side of, of the casket. casket. That is correct. It makes a great pie. <laughs> Don't think I've had. Uh, don't think uh, so. So, what would happen with Huckleberry Hound? He was a handle on a basket. <laughs> you no, know, he was a dog that uh, solved all kinds of things. He was a smart <laughs> a dog. Cartoon dog. He was a smart dog. Yeah, he was. He was a good old dog. He was. I like my dog. <laughs> dog my cats. You know who said that? No, I don't. That was Jim Billy from the TV series. Oh, I'll be darned. I'll yeah. Be, uh, that was you know, somebody would say something or do something. Go, well, dog my cats. And Arthur Honeycutt used to use that line once in a while. <laughs> Anyhow, that's, that's Here's another one from uh, 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 
John Wayne, you know, Big Whoa, Jake, 1971. Okay. You're short on ears and long on mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as we're doing semi-classics and classics, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 1969. <laughs> and the fall, I'll kill you. <laughs> Paul Newman, Butch Cassidy, and he's talking to Sundance. Boy, I got a vision, and the rest of the world wears bifocals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, I always love that one of uh, at the end of the film and <clears throat> they're holed up in that little uh, kind of portico area and they're about to run out and try to shoot their way out and they got over a hundred Bolivian soldiers pointing yeah, rifles at them. Right. And, and you're thinking to yourself in the audience, oh my goodness, this is it. <laughs> and Newman says to Redford, he says, did you see LaForge out there? He <laughs> says, no, I didn't. He goes, oh, golly, I thought we were in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a great one. This is, yeah. this is from The Gunfighter, 1950, and Millard Mitchell is, is Marshal Mark Striff, and he's talking to Gregory Peck, who's Jimmy Ringo. The Marshal says, somebody after you? Three somebodies. No, no this is personal. I don't want them to catch you here. I don't want them to catch me anywhere. <laughs> what's the quote? So, what's the quote from Once Upon a Time in the West that, that we were talking about before we went to air? Uh, uh, it, uh, Charles Bronson gets off the train and and, and sees there's only a couple of Jack Halem says, "Oh, we 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 didn't we were were a horse we're a horse shy. We didn't bring you one." He goes. Or too, too many. Yeah, right. And then I he pulls he out his pistol and kills all three. <laughs> I know. No. I know. <laughs> okay. Now, of course, in The Magnificent Seven, you got two of the greatest lines ever uh, when they are they they surprise Calvera and his men. And Calvera, being Eli Wallach, looks up to the seven of them and he says, "What are you? What? What are you? What are you after? What do you come for?" Gold, and they all, and they don't answer. And he says, "Silver," and they don't answer. And he, Cattle, and they don't answer. And then finally, Steve McQueen as Vin says, "No, friend, we deal in lead." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one for you from One-Eyed Jacks. Marlon Brando is real, and I love that movie. A lot of people think it's kind of strange, but I love it. Anyhow, he's talking. I love it too, Bunker. Good for you. I knew I knew it was something about you, all right. Uh, anyhow, he's talking to uh, Carl Malden here, and he says, "You may be a one-eyed Jack around here, but I've seen the other side of your face." Mm. And I've always liked That's that. Right. I like that one-eyed Jack because I've known a lot of people that are one-eyed Jack. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, and that, of course, that film. Uh, you know, Peckinpah came up with that story, and he kept calling Brando, and he he kept calling Brando and talking about it, and Brando eventually got a copy of it, and uh, went over to Universal, I believe, and the next thing you know, it was taken away from uh, uh, Peckinpah, and he had to go write it again. The second time, it became. Uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting thing about that, too, because I had the book that it was based on. It was called The Authentic Life of Henry Jones. Mm. Yeah, but it was about Billy the Kid. But yes. Yeah. Well, here's here's a quote that does not come from uh, a, a Western what? or a Western actor. What? But he says, George Carlin... When I was a kid, if a guy got killed in a Western movie, I always wondered who got his horse. That's yes. a good quote. That's a, it's like, you know, when I was a kid, I always, I always wanted to go out where they made the movies because all those guns they threw in the bushes, you know? I knew I could find one if I could just find a location. Exactly. And somebody right. somebody did that up in uh, some national park up in Montana or Wyoming. Uh, there was a uh, 1873 Winchester laying against a tree. Yeah, <laughs> and the tree grew around it. Yeah, well, they can't yeah, get it one. out without damaging the tree. Yeah. Oh, see, here's one point people don't realize, but if you're working on a western western movie and a gun gets lost, 
or maybe somebody places it somewhere because they're planning on coming back and getting it later after nobody is around. Well, the prop guy, he has to declare that to ATF. Yeah. And they shut the set down, and nobody leaves the set until they find it. Oh. That happened when we were doing uh, oh. Hallelujah Trail. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So your your irreverent quote uh, always reminds me of that great line by George Goebel on Johnny Carson where he said, you know, it's a bit disappointing when you discover that life is a tuxedo <laughs> and you're a pair of brown shoes. Well, you know, that reminds me of the, the yeah. quote from the song, you know, please, Mr. Custer. And when he goes, he gets shot with the arrow, and he just goes, <laughs> and he goes, it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of arrows, arrows, it's yes. a perfect lead-in. Broken Arrow, All 1950, right. All right. Jeff Chandler's Cochise, and I love this line. You know what I'm thinking. Maybe someday you will kill me, or I will kill you, but we will not spit on each other. That's a hell of a line. Yeah. And yeah. It, it shows the respect. Yeah. You know, honor uh, and respect. Yeah, between the two. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Now, of course, also in Magnificent Seven is uh, Horst Buchholz says, Wow, the life of the gunfighter. That's what I want. And Steve McQueen, as Vin says, Yeah, it's great. You know, bartenders by their first name. <laughs> Family and friends, none. Prospects, none. None. Okay, here's one for you. Border Law, 1931. Oh, just good... watched that movie last night. Oh, and this is cool. James Mason, not the English guy, but, right, the, right, but right. the great heavy. Yeah. Whose son also was a great heavy. Yeah. Playing Shag Smith. Oh, Shag. Yeah. And he's reviewing guy. the rules before the fight. He goes, all right, boys. Yeah. Everything goes but quitting. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what a fun movie that was. Oh, Buck perfect. Jones, Buck Jones. Man, yeah. that man can ride, could ride a horse like you would not believe. And we have to take another commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. It's Movie Saturday and Movie Quotes. We'll be back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some Cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but lack henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. 
When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hello, my name is Travis Mills and I make westerns and you're listening to Voices of the West. On Emil Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. It's Movie Saturday, and we are streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch. Or if you're not listening live, it's now the podcast. <laughs> from the White Stallion Ranch. Right. Right. Still the White it's Stallion. still the White Stallion Ranch, by golly, no matter how you cut it. Yeah. Uh, so let me give three more of our words of wisdom. Fire away, sir. The quickest way to double your money is to fold it in half and put it in your back pocket. That works. That's what I do. Never miss a good chance to shut up. <laughs> Trust everyone, but always cut the cards. Ah. Well, good advice. Live, advice to live by. Well, from The Magnificent Seven, uh, The Widow, this is the 2016 movie, says, I seek righteousness, but I'll take revenge. Yes. Well, speaking of righteousness, Fort Apache, 1948. Henry Fonda is Lieutenant Colonel Owen Thursday. Ward Bond is Regimental Sergeant Major Michael O'Rourke. And Colonel Thursday says to him, This Lieutenant O'Rourke, are you by chance a related? Not by chance, sir, by blood. He's my son. <laughs> I see. How did he happen to get into West Point? It happened by presidential appointment, sir. Are you a former officer or work? During the war, I was a major in the 69th New York Regiment, the Irish Brigade, sir. Still, it's been my impression that presidential appointments are restricted to sons of holders of the Medal of Honor. That's my impression, too, sir. Will that be all, sir? <laughs> you know, you, that, that's one of my favorite... Uh, yeah, parts of exchanges, parts. but then that exchange. But he puts him down mm-hmm. repeatedly, but never, never out with disrespect. No, no, it's no. just a pure honesty. No, that, that's that, a, that I love that. that uh, yeah, yeah that, that's how it works. Hey, swell party. Where's the whiskey? No, it is not a Harry Alexander or Todd Roberts oh, quote. Oh, Macklin. <laughs> it is from. Running Buffalo oh. in McClintock, 1963. Yeah. Oh, oh. McClintock, good party. No more whiskey. No, Go where, home. where's the whiskey? Where's, no, that's just at the end of it. It's no whiskey. Go home. That's a, he had some great stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of John Wayne, of course, there's the great Cahill U.S. Marshal. Uh-huh. And that scene where uh, he shot at George Kennedy and he's laying on the ground face down and and the way Duke knows he's not dead and he's not even shot and he shoots right near him and he doesn't flinch and he shoots another time and oh, George Kennedy gets up and he says my god you'd shoot a dead man <laughs> and, George, and John Wayne says yeah and I'm not going to let him shoot me either <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well speaking of John Wayne from Rio Bravo 1959 Angie Dickinson's wow uh, as Feathers, John Wayne is Sheriff John T. Chance. Feathers says, I thought you were never you would never say it. Say what? That you love me. I said I'd arrest you. It means the same thing. You know that. <laughs> and you brought a John Wayne book. Oh. And and uh, it has bunches of great quotes. Should I do a couple here? Yeah, you should do a couple Okay, here. let's look here. Let's jump back here. On acting. This is Catherine Hepburn speaking. As an actor, he has an extraordinary gift, a unique naturalness, a very subtle capacity to think and express and caress the camera, the audience, a secret between them, 
Wayne was a very, very good actor in the most highbrow sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> John Ford said this about him. He's not something out of a book governed by acting rules. He portrays John Wayne, a rugged American guy. He's not one of those method actors like they send out here from drama schools in New York. <laughs> He's real, perfectly natural. That's like something we're hearing. Oh, here's one from Captain York from Fort Apache. Well, if you saw them, sir, they weren't Apaches. Real <laughs> 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 yeah, Boggle, John T. Chance. Sorry, don't get her done. <laughs> well, you know, and there's, there's, I, I have a couple of these quotes uh, downloaded uh, and use them from time to time, but uh, on Gunsmoke, uh, Matt is. Uh, just he's coming around, and Doc is sitting in the, in the chair there at the marshal's office. And Matt sits down. And Doc says, "Don't you have something to do? Don't you have somewhere to go shoot?" <laughs> that old cudger. Yeah. Well, here's Winchester, 73, 1950. Millard Mitchell. I love this guy. He was he was so underrated. He was so, and so good. Uh, he's playing high spade Frankie Wilson, and he's explaining why. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is chasing uh-huh. chasing his brother. Uh-huh. Dutch Henry Brown. Yes. Uh, well, that's the way it was. The old man sired two hun- sons. One was no good. Never was any good. Robbed a bank. Stagecoach. And when he came home and wanted to hide out, the old man wouldn't go for it. So Dutch shot him in the back. <laughs> All right, here's a uh, uh, quote from an actual bad guy. Oh. Uh, This would be Bob Younger uh, speaking to a newspaper reporter following the um, debacle of the 1876 Northfield, Minnesota raid. Oops. And he says, we're tough men and used to rough ways. (laughs) Yeah. And the other line was, oops. Yeah, right. Well, how the West was won. 1962. Spencer Tracy, the narrator, speaking about the Civil War. After Shiloh, the South never smiled. (laughs) New York uh, Tribune describing Abilene, Kansas. There is no law, no restraint in this seething cauldry of vice and depravity. (laughs) (laughs) I like vice and depravity. (laughs) El Dorado, 1966. James Conn is Mississippi, Robert Mitchum is Sheriff J.P. Hurra, and John Wayne is Cole Thornton. And Mississippi examining J.P.'s leg after he's been shot. I gotta cut this pant leg. Well, go ahead, cut it. Have you got enough? And Mississippi pulls out this huge Bowie knife from its hiding place. A knife? Uh, and then he's taking to Wayne now. I suppose I've asked you this before, but just who? Who is he? Tell him your name, Mississippi. Mississippi sighs and looks up. Alan Bordelon Trahune. Well, no wonder he carries a knife. <laughs> you had something else there, Todd? Well, I've got uh, John Wayne, uh, a life, a real life quote. Life is hard. Being stupid makes it harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's on a coffee cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> Should be. Bat Masterson said, never run a bluff with a six-gun. No. And he, in fact, did say that. That there's, I read that in his biography. No. Yes. <laughs> well, Red River, 1948. Harry Carey is Mr. Melville again. And he's talking about, uh, well, he's, I'll just read it here. There's three times in a man's life when he has a right to yell at the moon. When he marries, when his children come, and when he finishes a job, it had to be crazy to start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, here is a, a quote from, it's not a movie quote, but it's a quote from a, a member of uh, General George Armstrong Custer's command. It's for you. <laughs> yeah, it's for you. <laughs> it, it, the, uh, the, the staff member says, he is a universal. He is universally despised by all the officers of his regiment, 
accepting his relatives and one or two syncophants. <laughs> well, here we go. High Noon, 1952, Lon Chaney, and I thought he was great in this thing. But anyhow, he's, he's uh, Martin Howe, the old ex-sheriff. You risk your skin catching killers and the juries turn them loose so they can come back and shoot at you again. If you're honest, you're poor, and you're whole wife, and in the end, you end up dying on alone, all alone and on some dirty street. For what? For nothing. For a tin star. Mm-hmm. What is it about the... I mean, quotes are, are... You know, you can pull quotes from uh, any genre, but it seems like the Western movie is uh, just chock full of them. Uh, you know, it, and your wisdom, really. and your wisdom, and just lots of famous, famous quotes. Outside of the westerns, uh, you know, because we were talking about it earlier, uh, from uh, uh, tales, uh, treasure of the Sierra Madre badges. We don't need those stinking badges. And um, did I consider that a western? western well, song? yeah, okay, yes. All right, I agree. All right, well, then we'll I go agree. with that. Uh, but what is it about some of the? What is it about the westerns that? We focus on these so much. Well, I think you have hard, hard, hard men uh, against members. against everything else that's hard. Hard times, hard uh, environment, other hard men, and they're having to make hard decisions. Mm-hmm. And at those moments uh, of, uh, shall I say, pinnacle of conflict. Uh, you know, Hollywood being Hollywood puts a line in there. You know, you didn't get many quotes out of the Earps. Uh, they were not known uh, for talking much, and they were not also known for their humor. They yeah, were right. known for decisive action. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, although White Earp did say, which is one of my favorite uh, quotes, which is, fast is fine. But accuracy is forever. Yeah, and, you know that's that's a good point because if you get really, really get down to it, like cowboy humor, is you have to pay attention mm-hmm. because an awful lot of it is so dry and so just thrown away that you know a lot of people you know if you're not if you're not if you're not in the genre, so to speak, if you're not Western or cowboy, grew up around it, you can hear it, and not even know that, not even understand what was being said. <laughs> right. All right. right. One, one more quote here before we go to our final break, and it comes from John Wesley Harden, gunfighter and attorney. Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He, you know, he was. Uh, they say I killed six or seven men for snoring. It ain't true. I only killed one man for snoring. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take our final commercial break. Here, a better gunfighter than a lawyer. There you go. Here we go on uh, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tancoverde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're to... I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. You've got to the count of three to say your prayers. And then I'm going to finish you off. One, two. This is the Voices of the West. Across the plains of Texas, with rustlers on the run, the rangers join together to rule by law and gun. Then we go riding, 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 swinging in the saddle, eager for a battle, riding, 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 riding all day long. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. <laughs> that is, uh, that's the uh, the Rangers song from the uh, from the Buck Jones movie. Uh, all the Buck Jones movies, uh, where he and uh, McCoy and uh, oh, yeah. are, are the uh, the Rough Riders and, and whatnot. Anyway, uh, it's great so stuff. I've got, I've Go got ahead. three quotes left. Go. There Go. are two theories to arguing with a woman. <laughs> Neither one works. <laughs> How true. Don't be all hat and no cattle. There you go. <laughs> and lastly, never squat with your spurs on. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's <laughs> Ow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. A tombstone lawyer was pleading his case to a jury in Judge Wells Spicer Court when uh, a burrow beneath the window started braying loudly. Lawyer Marcus A. Smith arose and said, if it please the court, I object to the two attorneys speaking at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. Well, I've got a. I, I like this one. It's real short, but it, it's from Dances with the Wolf, Dancing with the Wolf, the Wolfesses, uh, 1990. Graham Greene is Kicking Bird, and Kevin Cosner is John Dunbar, and they're talking about the coming of the white man. And Green says, "How many?" And he. Dunbar answers, like the stars. That is scary. <laughs> that says it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here yeah. we go. We're going to go back to Stagecoach, 1939, and George Bancroft, uh, Marshal Curly Wilcox, and Chris Ben Martin is, as Chris. Uh, and Curly says, Come busting in here. You think we were being attacked? You can find another wife. Chris goes, sure, I can find another wife, 
but she take my rifle and my horse. <laughs> oh, I never sell her. I love her so much. I beat her with a whip, and she never get tired. <laughs> Your wife? No, my horse. I can find another wife easy, yes, but not a horse like that. <laughs> what are some of the great quotes from High Chaparral? Do you remember any of them? Uh, that oh, yeah. Okay. This is the one that everybody that did the show always quoted, and I actually said the line in one episode. Rider coming. <laughs> and the most famous quote of all. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, comedian well, Will Well, of course. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Harry. Go yeah, I was going to say, comedian Will Rogers was once asked if his ancestors came over on the Mayflower. No, he replied, but uh, my relatives were here to meet them. <laughs> yes. Love it. So were some of mine. Yeah. Of course, there's Robert Hall in Lonesome Dove. He looks at Tommy Lee Jones and says, Woodrow, just once in my life, I'd like to shoot an intelligent man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shane, 1953, Jane Arthur, Marion Starrett, her last movie role. Brandon DeWilde is Joey Starrett, and of course, Alan Ladd is Shane. And Miriam goes, guns aren't going to be my boy's life. Why do you always have to spoil everything? Shane, a gun is a tool, Miriam. No better or no worse than any other tool, an axe, a shovel, or anything. A gun is as good or as bad as the man using it. Remember that. Well, we'd all be much better off if there wasn't a single gun left in this valley, including yours. But... <laughs> That's a good lesson there, you know. The gun is no better or no worse than the man using it. In the movie uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Tuco, played by actor Eli Wallach, represents the ugly, while the man with no name, Blondie, who is Clint Eastwood, uh, represents the good. And you can see the differences uh, between them in the lines that follow here. Tuco says, God is on our side because he hates Yanks. The man with no name says, God is not on our side because he hates idiots also. <laughs> okay, this is a classic. This is a classic. Red River, John Ireland is Jerry, Jerry Valance. That's a good-looking gun you're about to use back there. Can I see it? Maybe you'd like to see mine. Nice. Awful nice. You know... There's only two things more beautiful than a good gun. A switch watch or a woman from anywhere. You ever had a good Swiss watch? <laughs> and you know, you know, you know, they, they, it's funny, they talk about this scene and they say, well, maybe it was a little fey. Uh-huh. But, you know, the, the thing about the cool thing, but he, when he goes, would you like to see mine, the, his gun? What he's doing is he's paying respect because mm -hmm. you don't give you don't take another guy's gun and leave no. him unarmed. No, because that's that's uh, that's foolish. dangerous. <laughs> Quite dangerous. Yeah, Quite dangerous. All right, I think that's uh, well, we got about a minute and a half left here. Open good range. show. Good show. Good okay. cool, good quotes. Lots of quotable quotes. And uh, you know we'll probably do this again at some point in time oh, because okay. there are just so many of yeah. them. And, and, you know, and, you know, Bunker brought this point out during one of the commercial breaks that <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time, uh, running quotes here. And, uh, yes, I run these little drops of uh, uh, the B actors uh, in the commercials and uh, at the end it. of the commercials. And just have some, I'm, I'm just having fun with it oh, because yeah. this is, this I is, think they're great. This has been a hoot. I hope, I hope well, everybody I'll, out there enjoyed it because I sure did. Yeah. I'll leave you with my favorite Festus quote from uh, Gunsmoke. Uh, Doc, have you ever seen a tornado <laughs> blow a rooster into a bottle? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, see, they're a all... A pearl-bangled Billy. <laughs> they're all over the place. Oh, we could do a whole show of Festus quotes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fest oh, Fest God, yes. Festusisms. Yes. There's plenty of them. We'll probably do yeah. something like that yeah. at some point in time. I'm sure of it. Call us and let us know. <laughs> email us. Tell us you want to hear Festus. Festusisms. Yeah, Festus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the holiday. Festus of the Festus. It's the holiday for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs>
That's it for this yes. edition of Emil Francie's Voices of the West. 78, 79, 80 old quotes. <laughs> so long, everybody. Talk at you next week. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.